into my nightmare. I think you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna feel you like. Okay, it's me. This is who I am. Um, everybody, Chris Hanley. Uh, this is the n- another episode of Halloween Hangover. I think I'm changing the name to Halloween Hang because I googled Halloween Hangover podcast, and I think there's already one. Uh, this podcast is about Halloween, but not really, or about spooky stuff, but not really. Or it's about people wearing those plastic vampire teeth, but not really. Anything that has to do with weird things. This is what it's about. <laughs> My friend, Caitlin uh, Jeffers. She's in the house. (laughs) Me and Caitlin do improv together. Um, We live in Chicago and we're 20. We're 20? (laughs) We're 20 something. So, I mean, we got to do improv. (laughs) (laughs) So, Caitlin, what's spooky about you? About me? Yeah. Wow, good question. Oh, I think uh, when you asked me this the other day, I said that a bunch of people I know died on Halloween. <laughs> died on Halloween? How? Or I'll say two people died on Halloween, and one just died in the fall. Okay. Do you want to elaborate, or should we just leave that as that is? Uh, well, my grandma died on Halloween uh, when I was seven, and okay. then my friend Bobby died uh eight years ago on halloween and then my friend priscilla died in like that november but that's like a downer no, that's, <laughs> not, that's cool man They're like halloween is a celebration of death you know they mm. you put i think you put uh jack-o'-lanterns out to welcome death to your door you think that's yeah is that a is that a fact <laughs> Hey. <laughs> 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 Don't hey. question. Uh, probably not. Um, my limited knowledge of culture. But <laughs> yeah. No, it's a celebration of the death. And how, like, I think in, like, Mexico, it's not, it's not like this creepy thing. It's like, it's like, it's like a party with your relatives that happen to be ghost yeah so it's not that bad a thing i've also had death in the fall (laughs) (laughs) it's not a fun thing but it's not like the end of the world i mean in order to die you have to live that's sure so i'm chris hanley (laughs) 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 copyright chris hanley (laughs) okay that was really spooky (laughs) 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 all right so every episode we have a topic and this episode's topic is all right i'm gonna tell you a little story caitlin all right so when i was uh kindergarten i shared a room with my little sister and she would always keep me up but sometimes she she was like one maybe uh no she was like a baby and uh maybe she's like two i could do the math in my head but i refuse to at this point one night she was sleeping with my other sister in her room. I woke up, and in the corner, there was a guy. And I didn't know what was going on. I was frozen in place. And what uh, how I recall it now is, the guy was wearing a leather jacket, and he said to me, someday you'll be a cool dude. <laughs> hey, <whoa. laughs> This is actually what happened. This is what I remember telling people. And and then I was like, oh, my God, I can't move. And then I woke up or something. He just disappeared. He left the room. And then for the rest of my life, I would have things happen like that where in high school, you know, after Mm 9-11, I had uh, terrorists in my room. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got there. And then I had uh, rats crawl over me in college. And then recently I would just have people invaders in my house stand in the corner and just watch me Hmm. um you should talk to i honestly i have a friend who analyzes dreams she's a like a psychotherapist or something hey and you should talk to her 
I'll get, I, I'll get her involved. I'm both a psycho this. and need a therapist. <laughs> um, this reminds me, if it's not too late to change my spooky answer. Last night I had the craziest dream where, and I know like this is not people. Go ahead. People never want to hear about your dream, but. Um, MLK, he's a, MLK's a big. Well, people wanted to hear his dream, but not anyone else's. And, um, but like it was me and my boyfriend and we were going to like visit his like family but it wasn't his actual family they were just like like made up people and uh we go there and then the brother was like i made this machine this like thing and it looks like legos and you eat it and you become miniature and then uh everyone's like becoming miniature and going in this little hole and uh in the wall and, and it was like in a closet and i was like oh okay and then um he, like he got in trouble with like drug dealers or something so then these like super dangerous people were coming to the house to kill everybody and then I like grabbed Nate and I was like we have to we have to do it we have to eat those things and go hide in that little hole and then that's when I woke up very uh <laughs> very um I was trying to think of the real name of. Uh, it was like Ant Man. <laughs> was like I was gonna say, what's the real name for Alice in Wonderland? It's like in short stories, and it's called Through the Looking Glass. Through the Looking Glass, yeah. Yeah. Um, very through the Looking Glass of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. I want to be. A, I want to be a Lego. Right, and and I could like, I don't know. I can feel it in my throat eating the plastic. It was weird. That is crazy. Yeah. So the phenomenon that happened to me, people all over the world have shadow people come into their house every night. The shadow man. It is a phenomenon which a person, either during falling asleep or awakening, temporarily experiences an ability to move, speak, or react. A transitional state between wakefulness and sleep, characterized by muscle... <laughs> I can't say this word, Atonia... But, you know, you, you can't move your muscles. Is, it, is accompanied by terrifying hallucinations to which one is unable to move due to paralyzation and the physical experience of hallucination, either visual or audio. And this tends to happen mostly during the interruption of REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep. Shadow men. Figures in black. The internet calls them the hat men. When people see them, and the, there's a man wearing a trench coat and a black hat, and just like a silhouette watching them. But there's an explanation for all of this. Do so you ever hear someone telling an abduction story? Yeah, not firsthand, but I've seen unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yeah, unsolved mysteries. What do they usually tell when they tell an abduction story? That they they saw like a light. Right? And then they or that they like woke up in a like hospital room or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, people tend to wake up paralyzed, unable to move. Right, yeah. And then a, a gray figure appears. And they call these the aliens, the ones um, that they call them the gray men. Big heads, yeah. long fingers. They stand over them and they probe them yeah. and stuff. But John says he's been abducted at night from his home in New York City. Uh, they usually start uh, at home at, in the middle of the night. I'll be in a dead sleep, and I'll either jump up with a start, and they'll be in the room, and then the paralysis comes on where I just can't move. If you uh, trace the history of this, before this subject was even known, before it was all over television, before people were aware of it, the patterns were already established. So it seems to me there are only two apparent possible explanations for this. Either they really are being abducted, or there is some totally unprecedented, unknown mass hallucination or delusion going on, and that should be of great interest to science, too. When you enter REM sleep, do you ever have that feeling of like falling mm -hmm. when you're or yeah when you ever wake up running like like shake your body yeah definitely because when you fall asleep 
your brain is processing the tasks you did that day mm-hmm. and make and it's actually like cleaning it's like you wrote a bunch of notes and then your brain's going through them and finding the notes that matter throwing away everything else it's like cleaning up all the processes oh, so when you when you have like thoughts mm-hmm. um it does that really you can do that really easily but when you have like muscle memory things like you learn a task like baseball or something right or like running mm-hmm. it wants to replay that muscling with your muscle muscling that's not a real thing it wants to play that with your muscles right so in order not to hurt yourself your brain can shut your body off like there's some people who don't have that and they sleepwalk but there's also people who don't have it and i think they get up and just start running yeah 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 yeah, if you do not if if you do not have that thing yeah you will just sleepwalk jump through windows and stuff you your brain will just enact your dreams yeah but what pe- what's happening to all these people during REM sleep is that they're waking up during the most active like your brain's moving around all these things and so it's shut down your body you wake up and you can see the world but at the same time it's like someone turned on the special effects You're like still sleeping. Yeah, you're still sleeping, but not only are you having like memory information, you're having present information being right. introduced in your brain interpreting both of those. So yeah, so you're seeing reality and then at the same time, whichever your brain usually when you can't comprehend something in reality, like let's say you see a figure far away, you'll just go, Okay, that's something I don't know. But your brain will automatically try to make up something that it is so if it sees like a figure like a like you let's say a jacket hanging in a room uh-huh. it would automatically just go that's a person oh yeah or yeah like if it sees a shadow it'll just start making the shadow into a person yeah and then it'll start it will animate it yeah. um, and it's also doing the process of running through all the information so let's say if you're a person that is really into theology gonna have demons or angels on your brain right. so any attributes it doesn't understand it's just gonna give those attributes it's gonna say the attributes you don't understand about the figure you see in front of you it's gonna explain those with the information that you have in your brain so right. if you're like really into angels or you're really into ghosts or you're, you're just in church that day yeah you're in church that day and the yeah. like um yeah uh, I was gonna make a joke about if you're in church today and you see you're going to see your father, but watch out because that might be a creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> but your parental father? Or no, no, the, like the Catholic father. <laughs> and he's doing like a sexual act to you. But that, but that is, uh, but an old time word for this is called incubus. Mm-hmm. Like that band. <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a demon male figure who, according to mythology and legend and tradition, lies upon the sleeper, especially women, in order to engage them in sexually be sexually explicit with them. It's like a guy who sees one it's a, it's a, and a lady. Right. It's a succubus. Oh, right, right. So, a lot of, like, I can imagine a lot of people being kind of weird with it. Because it also gets this territory of, like, you can have, you could be dreaming and someone could buy you. <laughs> like you yeah. could really be really bummed out here. Your brain's doing the same thing. Or it doesn't make, it doesn't have any reality. Right. Like, so it's going to interpret that. And then you have like these two things. You have this insane lucid, like hallucination upon this traumatic experience. And you're going to think that God visited you and gave you a baby or something. folklore this is called this is a really fun word <laughs> they're called hags so if, if you experience this in folklore you would have like a hag mm-hmm. on, on top of you so it's a fantasy creature from folklore with various peoples used to explain the phenomenon of sleep paralysis the same thing that happened during the Salem witch trials like people of the town right. would uh, uh, have, th- have this experience happen to them 
and uh, then attribute it to the witch. Uh, I don't. Do you watch Game of Thrones at all? No. Um, so in Game of Thrones, there's uh, three brothers fighting for after the king dies. They say that they actually uh, have claim to the crown. But spoiler alert: uh, one of the brothers sleeps with the witch, and she kills the other brother with a shadow man. So this is actually comes from a Scandinavian tale where the, the king, Vladimir Solvinsky of Yuspilsela, I can't say these words, I'll, I'll post a link somewhere, uh, lost his life in a nightmare uh, conjured by a Finnish sorcerer hired by the king's abandoned wife, Deirdre. The king had broken his promise to return within three years and rather, and after 10 years had elapsed, a wife engaged the sorcerer to either lure the king back or failing that to assassinate him. So the sorcerer at night made a uh, sh- shadow beast come into his bedroom mm-hmm. and uh, murder him. This guy probably had sleep paralysis yeah. like 700 years ago. No one had any idea what a brain, how a brain worked. But So they uh, assumed that, oh yeah, not only like people assume that mythos is reality, but they assume that yeah, if you see something, that's reality for sure. You know, they had no idea what like hallucinations were. Yeah. So the, the, you saw the shadow man. You okay? That guy's definitely a summoned beast by a, a witch. Yeah. You yeah. think that that's like the person who wrote the story had sleep paralysis and they were like, oh, this would make a great story to tell people. Uh. Like, I know I'll have a hard time falling asleep and I'll just ramble and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to perform that <laughs> and I'll record it. And I have all these recordings of like a lot of weird tangential nonsense yeah. that I actually do then perform places. <laughs> and that's uh, how I write. <laughs> the guitarist for the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, no, Keith Richards. <laughs> Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He woke up in the middle of the night and uh, he wrote... I can't get no satisfaction. Oh, uh, I thought Wild Horses. <laughs> I, w- I wish he wrote Wild Horses. Um, he wrote... Uh, so he probably had sleep paralysis, and he was like, oh, man, I can't get no satisfaction from this ghost person. Um, <laughs> I can't get no sleep. The Men in Black is also another thing attributed to this. So people would wake up, they see this, and in the 50s, someone said it was, so it's like a man in a thing, and they're like, well, why would, it's a government man. And then people go, well, it's probably a guy who has something to do with aliens. And someone wrote a comic book, and someone wrote a movie. Right. But can you imagine, like, Tom Lee Jones not saying anything over your bed? That'd be kind of creepy, right? Staring at you? (laughs) Just staring at you in that Tom Lee Jones judgment that he always has. Yeah, that face. He's always, like, mad. He is. We work in secret. We exist in shadow. And we dress in black. When you go back and tell the story, you heighten the story because it's not as finite as a memory you have. It's, you know, like, it's like, a dr- you know, when you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, that dream. Then five minutes later, you forget all your dream. And then you yeah. re- try to reconstruct it, but the same blocks aren't there. So you have to use, like, reality blocks to reconstruct a thing right. that's not made that way. So that's why you have, like, the aliens actually touching them. And you get burn marks and, like, all this, like, new information opposed to just a thing that's explainable, which is that you're the sleep paralysis. I remember when I was in college... Um, sort of related uh, like alcoholics will like black out when they drink and uh, your brain is trying to like account for that time that you lost so like you'll start making things up like if you drink a lot like I've blacked out like a couple times yeah and your brain is trying to like later on once you've sobered up your brain tries to like recount everything that happened and will sometimes just make things up so you'll like 
misremember things from the past because you just don't have any recollection of them at all. And that's also why when people are in a blackout, they just repeat the same thing over and over because your brain can't obtain new information. Like, it's just a thing. I, I really like it because uh, because I suffered through it for so long, but at one point you have to either accept that it's a delusion. Like, what I, what I did when I was a young kid, I was like, oh, this is not a real thing. Right. Uh, or accept that, okay, how do I interpret this, you know? And what what I work with it. A lot of people go, it's a ghost. It, and none of this stuff is, like, harmful, you know? Yeah. It's just, you know, if you don't, if you don't, you're not skeptical towards things. People will just have this, people interpret, have so many explanations and then have so many similar experiences. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's, that's sleep paralysis, shadow men, ghosts, and all that stuff. Where did all the shadows? What about uh, photographs of ghosts? Well, that's a the, that's the a double whole exposure. Thing. Photographs of ghosts. If you get me a good photograph, I, I'm like Mulder. Let me say this right now. I'm like Mold. I'm like Mulder. I have a poster that says "I want to believe." It's not that oh, I don't. Oh, you got that poster? I want that poster. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But every time, like majority of times, you get this. This is watch out when you get the poster. You don't get the poster from the actual TV show. They have like a mock-up mm-hmm. because no one has like that real poster. Right. It's like you have to work really hard to get that poster. Yeah. Because they just, it has like a flying saucer to woods and stuff, but it's not the exact poster. It's so frustrating. I got that poster, but I got the wrong poster. It's like I live in a parallel reality. Where Where you have like bootleg molder posters. Yeah, I have like a bootleg molder poster. (laughs) Oh, it sucks. Yeah, but I want to believe if you could prove to me that fucking aliens or ghosts or demons are like all this rad shit exists, give me some hard evidence. Like, I like. Like, I really, really want this shit to exist, you know? Yeah. It's so fucking cool. The one, the one thing that sucks is the more you get into something, the more you see that, oh, right, okay, I, you can explain this. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Like, um, I was watching... Uh, <laughs> The Obama deception. <laughs> what is this amazing <laughs> thing? Okay. Uh, it's kind of old now, uh, but it was uh, the guy, one of the producers from Loose Change made this movie, and uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, because, like, the thing, too, about me is, like, and I used to get this when I would watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries, dur- even during the day. I, like, put it on, and then I immediately, like, shut all the blinds and <laughs> felt like someone was going to attack me (laughs) and it's not even like uh, they're just talking about like the concept of an illuminati and uh, yeah yeah it's like oh yeah like anything like that oh like like joe hill posted a story about in in maine in the 70s this lady was found uh with her jaw crushed but looked like by a shovel uh and her teeth gone and and her hands cut off and Joe Hill, who's like this really famous uh, Arthur, mm-hmm. who um, the son of Stephen King, but he wrote uh, uh, he wrote Nosferatu and a bunch of great and uh, mm-hmm. uh, cool comic books and stuff. Uh, he wrote this article about this lady and how he was watching Jaws and he saw her in Jaws. And what do you mean? Like she was an extra in Jaws. Oh, really? I read this at like one o'clock last night. Ah. And I was like freaking, freaking out. Yeah. Because I was like, I wrote, I wrote Joe Hill. I was like, like, what if this lady, because you know the story of Jaws? Is that they went in, the reason Jaws is such a good movie is because the shark's broken. Like they wanted to make the movie with this really powerful, good, like animatronic shark, but it broke. So they had to shoot it through the shark's perspective and it made everything more tense. But... What if this lady went early to see the set, right? And she got in and she tried taking a picture with the shark. 
and the mechanical shark crushed her body. Because they found, they found, they found her body that looked like some sort of shovel or something uh-huh. went through it. Oh God! And a mechanical shark has like fake metal teeth, right? Right. So they think like this is just my hypothesis. And no, this his, is like the conspiracy. His, it, wait, is no, that then I the just made up this conspiracy. Producers. Joe Hill's thing is that Joe Hill's thing is that. Oh my God! I found this lady who looks like she was a, who's been. It's a famous missing lady. And I just right. I took it and I left to the thing is that Steven Spielberg found this dead body. Covered it up. Covered it up, man. I was freaking out. I was like, Joe Hill, I don't want Steven Spielberg to kill me. You know? Oh, that was your takeaway. I don't want Steven Spielberg. I don't <laughs> want the. I don't want to be the guy that undercovered the Jaws mystery. Oh yeah, because then they'll have to make you disappear. Yeah, like I'm gonna die in some like, like I'm gonna killed by a T-Rex or something, like an animatronic T-Rex, mm. which will be my favorite thing. You know what? Steven Spielberg, I know your conspiracy. Kill me with a T-Rex. <laughs> I just thought of something. What? What if, um, like, you know how your memories as a baby are not very clear? What if some of these stories, like, there is science for sleep paralysis, but what if some of it is just, like, memories you have from being a baby of someone walking in and picking you up? And doing like and you know changing you or whatever and people and that's like in your subconscious but you're not totally aware of it and then that breaks through every once in a while when people have some of these hallucinations well yeah, yeah. like yeah you, like memories stay with us into like a core context where we can no longer visualize them but we can still but like so it, we still like i think you're right because people still things are falling you wake up yeah. and feel like you're falling people say that's because we used to be monkeys and we fell from trees and stuff also, babies, when you hold, like, a baby that's really new, they'll shoot their arms out every once in a while, and it's because if you move suddenly, they think they're falling. But, yeah, I'm sure, we're like, when we're babies, we have this all this stupid stuff that yeah. we cannot, we can't interpret reality, so we make up all this stuff, and then when we're older, we go, well, let me just fall back on the things I understand, and, like, a baby's <laughs> understanding <laughs> reality, confusion. which is just complete confusion. Fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like giants, everyone's a giant. Yeah. Everyone's a giant and like wants to touch you and make faces at you. I think that too is weird. Um, Like I have a friend who's pregnant and I see her and I do it too. I like just see her and immediately like touch her stomach. But like I don't, I wouldn't want somebody touching me. Yeah, I don't and want strangers come up to you to do well, that. Yeah, yeah, it is really weird how we view women, right? <laughs> no longer, <laughs> like it's like um, I love when like like a guy. Like there, there's like a nine-month period of a woman's life where she's no longer sexualized by a guy. <laughs> what do you mean? Like guys have this weird attitude towards like pregnant women, where like they are usually too hypersexualized any woman for anything. But as soon as a woman's pregnant, they're like gross, you know. You think? I bet there's a fetish for. Oh it. no! I mean, for sure. I mean, standard. Yeah, standard. Like, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, that woman's still beautiful, you know. Yeah. It's it, but we do this thing where like the same thing like on the other side of that we go, "Oh, you're pregnant. I can touch you." Yeah. Because you've got a baby inside of you. Or like, "Oh, you're wa- oh, this is a baby. I can yeah, touch, I can touch this that baby." baby. <laughs> or talk I mean, to that baby. it's all right. Me and this baby have exp- I I've got like a baby <laughs> license. You got to see the baby. When are you going to see the baby? <laughs> you know? Oh, you want to hear something kind of offensive? My mom uh so <laughs> for the audience i'm half native american and my mom is white and she was pushing me around when i was a baby and apparently some woman came up to her and was like oh you're not the mother of that baby right you adopted that baby and my mom was like excuse me and then she was like yeah you like adopted that baby right where's that baby oh, from <laughs> and my mom was like i'm not i am the mother of this kid but this woman just ran up on her and was like, oh, what country did you adopt that baby from? Was she looking for her baby? <laughs> She's like, I want to buy a baby that looks that like that. <laughs> Mommy, won't you buy a baby brother or sister for me? Also, I had a coworker or a boss of mine, and he was, like, telling me about, because they lived in, like, a nice part of Brooklyn and how, like, uh, uh, people competitive can't see, parenting. Uh, people can't see you right now, but uh, you're from New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't see my sign on my face. But, um, yeah, and uh, 
but the, he was telling me about like competitive parenting because he had twins and he was like, you know, now we have to like potty train them because other people are telling us we have to do that. And like, that's, I don't know. Parenting is, it's weird. And now that I'm getting older, I like think about it more. And yeah, you want to, like you think you're like a real, you think like everyone else thinks, but you're like the real, you're the replica, you, you should be replicated. Replicated? Replicated. <laughs> you're, they need another one of you out running around. I know, right? That's your ego running, going through you right now. Um, or also, I think fear. People are, like, as as women. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a woman. No, I'm, like, I'm speaking for me and other women. <laughs> uh, but, like, I don't know. Now that I'm getting older, I'm like, wow, there is, like, a time limit on how long I can have kids. So, like, that's hey, dude. a thought. I can... I can be like eight hundred years old. I can, like a guy could be like eighty five and have a guy kid. I can just keep having kids. That's what uh, uh, I was about to say. Felix Unger. Yeah, the guy from the Odd <laughs> Couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tony Randall. Tony Randall was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, his yeah, he had the kid when he was like eighty. Nice dude. And Larry King. I saw this. Uh, and David Letterman. I saw this interview, and they were saying Larry King would tell his eight-year-old son about his trips to Ebbet Field. Ebbet Field. Ebbet Field. Baseball. Yeah, those were the Brooklyn Dodgers played. Brooklyn's faithful fans roar and salute, and hope as the Dodgers take the field. That's like where my grandpa used to go. <laughs> he is like a grandpa. But it's got to be weird for like to be eight and have your dad being like, let me tell you about stuff that happened in the 30s. But that's what you like assume reality is then. If, you're, yeah. if your parents are old, you just assume that everyone's parents are super old. And then You also assume your parents are old. Like I remember being a kid and asking my mom what Lincoln was like as a president. Because I really because when I learned in school that he was around in like the 1860s, I had no concept. I was like, Oh, my mom's around in the sixties too. Yeah. I, I asked mom, my mom if uh, she ever met Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> my brother asked my mom if she remembers when cars were invented. <laughs> How old are you? How old are you? Okay. Yes. Yeah, screw having kids. <laughs> I, I mean, like I hate, I have no idea if I want a kid or not. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like I said, my friend is pregnant, so I see all these, like, baby things. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. But also, like, I'll see kids that are, like, four. I'm like, I have no space for that kid. <laughs> no space. Yeah, I definitely can't handle, uh, I don't know if my roommates would be cool with, like, a... Right? Like, oh, maybe I could put it next to the cat. But yeah, I mean, you see my room. Yeah. <laughs> Messy. Um, <laughs> you have to get bunk beds for me and the kid. <laughs> <laughs> People do it though. Uh, People make it work, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd say we're production. I think that you know, there's a statistic that anyone, if you wait till you're over 28, like the older you, w- the longer you wait, the more uh, stable-wise, uh, ch- the childhood the kid will have. Because the after twenty eight, yeah, like or, or at like twenty six and after. Jeez, yeah. You think that that study accounts for like current economic situations? Because yeah. I feel like people in our generation, like I remember being a kid and thinking twenty eight was like old and mature. Because the people who were twenty eight that I would meet, like, had careers and houses, and and I mean I went to some people, like some people I went to high school with are definitely like mature grown-ups that have houses and careers and children i talked about this last week with rice oh, did you Sorry. Not, no, no 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 like i'm definitely not like an adult person right it doesn't feel like it oh let yesterday what? i, I, I catch in this lottery ticket and the guy <laughs> goes you are 18 right <laughs> nice 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 but i feel like it's just because i dress like a kid and my life is a mess <laughs> Yeah, I said, uh, I, someone I was working with was like, when you're born, I was like, uh, uh, 86. He goes, oh, 96? Yeah, I, I was born in, uh, in 95. I was like, no, Jeez. 86. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> not 96. 
Yeah, I uh, I went to the pharmacy to pick up the prescription, and the girl was like, "You're born in '97," and I was like, "No, '87." Yeah, yeah. I'm an old dude. Um, <laughs> oh no, that now they know we're not 20. <laughs> Okay, now we get to the other half of this thing, which is... Well, we kind of went to your spooky story, but what's your opinion on Halloween? Oh, I love Halloween. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always loved Halloween. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, Great. I, I don't, like, dress up anymore. Just because I'm lazy. It's not like... That's what happens. People just don't like doing anything ever. Yeah. I understand it. I hate everything besides Halloween, so... Yeah, I mean, I enjoy Halloween. I like... um, For a while, I would never have, like, trick-or-treaters or or anything. And then my mom... uh, We moved to the Bronx, and we lived in... Yeah, I was going to ask... Yeah, yeah. The next question is, like, uh, what's your favorite Halloween memory? But I wanted to ask... What's it like growing up in a metropolitan area? Well, I grew up in the suburbs. So. You grew up in the suburbs? Yeah. So. Fucking lie to me. I, I, you know, I so much respect you. Wait, wait, you grew up in the suburbs? Like in New Jersey or in, in New, New York? York. Yeah. Is that me? No. <laughs> um, no, it's called Rockland County. It's, uh, it's above New Jersey. It's in like the lower part of New York. Huh? Yeah. All right, never mind. But I used to um, hang out in the city from when I was like 12 until, and then we moved there when I was 18. So I did, and then, uh, yeah. All right, so now that I have, now now I have to go find someone who actually grew up in the city. (laughs) Um, What was, uh, so what's your like favorite Halloween memory? Hmm. Jeez. I guess like I went trick or treating one time with uh, some friends. Of my- like so, I grew up in this like where I lived. There was a lot of like rich people and a lot of like very like middle class people. So I was like on the poor end of the spectrum. And so like I had some friends that were like more rich and we would go to like the rich part of town and go trick-or-treating and like my family was kind of like I don't know my house was not typical I had like my aunt and my brother and my mom worked two jobs so there was always like a little more chaotic at my house yeah and uh so it was this sounds sad it was like nice to be with people who like like it was my friend and her mom was like the girl scout leader and like we just went to like the nice part of town and I like took our picture and like because I mean when I was growing up I think I said recently I said to someone like oh yeah like your grandma would just take your candy and then just like dump it in the bowl and start giving it out right <laughs> they were like no no one's grandma ever did that wait wait you would go surmount you'd go gather candy and come back to your place and then and then if my grandma was running out of candy to give out she would dump it in the bowl and what? start what? giving it out to kids she's always and I was worst. thinking too, like, cause my mom always liked chocolate, and so did my grandma. Well, my grandma really liked candy corn, which nobody likes. <laughs> but my mom would eat so much like of my chocolate, and I was thinking maybe I don't like chocolate because I just never really ate it, cause it always felt like I wasn't supposed to be eating it. Oh, weird. Yeah. You can. <laughs> I can. Mouth is <laughs> not gonna appear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess it was nice to kind of have a little more. So rich houses, did they give out like cans of Coke? They were giving out candy bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would give you oh like man. a whole Hershey. I knew the old lady. Like I had, I had it down like in seventh grade, because I was really hyped by Halloween about all the houses that would give out the bars, man. Yeah. Like what's up with those people? Like first off, it's like, it, I kind of have like the same thing to people that tip you a lot. Yeah. It's kind of like, dude, I really like having money. I really get like getting that much money from someone. But like when someone like like tips me twenty dollars, when usually it would be like a three dollar wow. thing, I'm like, 
kind of like that's awesome but fuck you you know yeah like what the fuck fuck you how do you have that much money where twenty dollars doesn't matter how do you have so much money that like i I guess like an 80 cents 90s equivalent of candy bar like you could just hand it out to the kids like i love you i respect you you're the best person in the world but fuck you for having the ability to do that But also, they could just be going to Costco. That's true. And maybe, like, Halloween is their big get. You know, maybe that's yeah. the one thing that they spend all their money on is to contribute, to give back to the community. Yeah. You know, or there's rich assholes that don't give a shit. Also, though, what if there's, like, a competitive element? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm in this huge, like, McMansion house. <clears throat> so obviously, I'm slightly competitive with my neighbors and maybe, uh, like oh i'm giving out the candy bars and you guys are just giving out whatever and then they give out like bag of skittles or something i wonder if kids today have any rel- um regiment re- uh, have any old people because I, th- I think when our parents are growing up that a majority of the trick-or-treat treats were handmade we're like you were like oh yeah food. we're like f- like candy like like candy made or like right. fruit or we're something like, yeah and like then, like cookies. one person, one person put razor blades in that. But I heard shit. that that didn't even actually happen. That didn't happen. I heard that that was like an urban legend, and people started freaking out. <coughs> yeah, Mikey had a best somebody story in freaking yeah. grade school. He made up this freaking out, and he ruined everything. But you know what? Yeah. I don't really like getting all that. The people that hand out the healthy treats, you know. Yeah. I liked. Uh, I made my mom when we moved to the Bronx. I made her. Uh, I got pretzels. And there was a dude on our block who would scare kids. He would like hide it, like in between these two houses, and then he would jump out. Oh yeah, scare, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scare the kids. Yeah, someone had like a, po- a front porch, and they closed it off, and you have to go through the front porch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be like a woman in a dress, a man in a dress. And that was your idea of spooky. <laughs> no, that was his okay. idea of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> like no, but he would like he would stand. Oh, you know the people, or like uh, he would he would just sit perfectly still. Oh God! And then jump up. And then like you would go reach, or you know the people that have like this uh, scarecrow type thing. Like you know when you go to yards and there's like a thing full of leaves, mm-hmm. like a person full of leaves. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. it's a person, right. and they jump up. Uh, I went. I lived next to a college, Wheaton College. So they didn't, mm-hmm. they couldn't drink, so they loved to scare kids. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing. They would just scare the heck out of kids. One year I was in the. No, they had a Halloween parade. They had a Halloween parade? Where I used to live. Yeah. Uh, uh. I want a Halloween parade. The Halloween parade. Nyack, New York. What? Nyack, New York. Nyack, New York. And oh, that, my God. That's fun to say. That's uh, a, oh actually, my, my mom called me yesterday. She said that movie Skeleton Key, I think, with uh, Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 about, uh, about Skeleton Twins. Skeleton Twins. She said that takes place in Nyack, and they're at the Halloween parade in it. What? Spoiler alert. Hey, um, if you want to revisit Caitlin's childhood, <laughs> watch that movie. Um, yeah, I was, I w- when I was a teenager, I uh, like, went and was in that. Because anyone could be. You could just start walking in it. <laughs> and uh, we walked through the parade to like get down the street because it takes up the street. And uh, I was dressed and like uh, I had a apron and I put like fake blood all over it and like a <laughs> hockey mask. What well, old were you? Uh, Kindergarten? No, I was like too old. Uh, seventeen. You like know what? 16? A lot of people continued. I think eighth grade was a hard stop for me. Yeah. I, think I, I got in a fight with my best friend, so. <laughs> so that ruined Halloween. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> he's like, "We're too old for this." I was like, "No, we're not." And then. A little kid got afraid of me. And I was like, yeah, sure, right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rice said he was like 17. He was trick-or-treating. Oh, I didn't trick-or-treat. I mean, I did a little bit. Also, like, I was a punk, like, just like a, you yeah. know, I had, like, mohawk and stuff. Yeah. And, like, sometimes we'd be like, yeah, we're going to go get candy. I think it's really cool to be a punk on Halloween, right? Jack is Yeah, but it doesn't, like, I don't know. Doesn't add to it? No, I don't think so. I mean, I wasn't really oh. going. Oh, that was another thing. There was, like, a, a 
gate night. That's what we called it. I don't know what it is. Gate night? I have no idea what that means. That's the night before Halloween. Oh. Oh, God. What do you guys call it? It was like trick night or something. The night mm. where you do like prank night or something. Yeah, where you go out and like be an asshole yeah, be an <laughs> all asshole. over society. For no reason. <laughs> just because someone wants to have a fun thing. Yeah. Like the one cool thing's going to happen the whole year. And you're like, you know what? Fuck that, man. Yeah. How dare these people try. Hey, Johnny, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? <laughs> and one year, this is really mean. We... So someone brought eggs out and we egged people in the park. You egged people? In the p- you <laughs> threw <laughs> eggs people at that people? We knew. Peop- oh, okay. We went up to people we knew and egged them. That's so that, mean uh, and stupid. So at least it wasn't like, at least he didn't like, you know, as long as you just don't pick a person because, like, pick a group of people because of. Well, I heard some really mean story. Uh, people in my high school egged some kid when he was walking home from school. And they like, I don't know. I forgot exactly how it went. But they egged this poor kid. I think that's sad. It was like a like a little nerdy kid, you know, who gets bullied. And that's not cool. Well, I heard uh, a couple years ago some kids egged like a mentally retarded kid. Oh no, that's not right. It's <laughs> not right to egg. I don't anybody. get how. Yeah, it's not right to egg anybody. I just don't get how you. Like how you think? Oh, this is funny, and I'm right. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> Like, how do you do that with anything, but specifically when you, I mean, how can you be a prejudiced person? But how can you be a prejudiced person against, like, people with disabilities? Like, oh, it's obvious that, like, like the struggle is, like, person with a disability, a person that is different. It's kids that don't understand any kind of struggle. I, yeah, yeah, this is what it is. Because Those are the people who are always... The people who have no sympathy for any, like, disenfranchised group of people are the people who have never been disenfranchised in any way. You know what I mean? I just don't get, like... Like, I I can get why you can be sexist or homophobic or racist because you can see those people and not see that at the moment they're trying hard to be at the same level as you who is, like, a white dude or whatever you are. Like, people, like a lot of people work really hard to be equal to people who are numbnuts. But when numbnuts look at them, they go, that person's not trying at all, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, when someone has, like, a disability, like, <laughs> like a physical disability or a mental disability, you can, some, you can a lot of times see that person working to, like, struggling to just, like, oh, just be equal. And yeah, I don't know how that doesn't pass through your head. Or like, oh, that person's working. I should respect that, you know? Like, yeah. that person is trying really earnestly to survive. Right. <laughs> and my gut reaction is to throw eggs at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck that my cat. gut reaction is to find that person and target them <laughs> yeah, to target. celebrate Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so evil. Trick or treating in an urban area. I think usually you just go to an apartment building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like, my... That's what I imagine. That's what I see when I live around here is I see kids just go to stores. Yeah, and my mom's building has... They have, like, a little event. And when we lived in the city... Well, like, I mean, I lived in the city as long as I lived in the suburbs, I think, at this point. But um, when we had this one apartment and they had, like, a common sort of area and they would throw, like, a Halloween party for the kids. Yeah, like uh, in Lincoln Square, where I lived for a couple of years in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Everyone knows that. Um, is they have tons of block parties on Halloween mm-hmm. because it's kind of awkward for these kids to trick or treat. I mean, you could do it. Chicago's weird, where uh, if it gets really neighborhoodly real fast. Yeah, Chicago has like houses. It yeah. actually kind of reminds me of the. <laughs> and Queens, because cool. cool. like. Cool. You know, it has, like, a lot of, like, two-story townhouses. Yeah, it kind of reminds me there of that, too. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's easier to trick-or-treat in places, like, certain parts of the Bronx and stuff, because there's houses. Uh, But in Manhattan, I would assume it's just, like, apartment buildings. I just like the experience of knocking on a stranger's door. Like, uh, some kids don't get to do that. You know, you knock on some... Usually, like, you hear... We gotta, gotta bring up the app today that says who's a sex offender, right? 
You got it. Oh my god, it and must give suck. Give it to your kid. It must <laughs> suck. Yeah, it must suck to be a sex offender on Halloween because there's just kids just like, hello, and you're well, like, you're like, oh, go away. I was another article. I've been. I was reading about some sex offenders and like, like you can be a sex offender if you um. Like, if you're 18 and your girlfriend like, is, like, 17 in oh some yeah. states, and then you're just a sex offender for the rest of your life. Or if you, like, urinate in public. Yeah, if you're naked. Can, yeah. yeah, they can label you a sex offender. So, like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, obviously. <laughs> so, are you going to go up to, hey, well, well he's a cool what? sex offender. Yeah. Right? You ring Mom, this bell. guy's a cool. <laughs> you get the app that says, what degree of coolness that's is your you, sex offense? That's your app. That's your app. It's got like <laughs> it has like a thumbs up or thumbs yeah. down with the baby emoji. It's, like, <laughs> it's got like the baby emoji. Like it, it, if the babies wearing sunglasses, it's a the, it's a cool yeah. sex offender. If it's it's a baby quiet, I don't bring the sex offender near your kids. Yeah. Exactly. What scares you? What scares me? Yeah. Uh, I have like a fear of heights that comes out sometimes in the weirdest places. Like uh, I drove up to Toronto one time with somebody to see the, it was America playing Canada in baseball. And we go to the stadium and we had like the cheap seats up top and I walked out. And when I sat down the, for some reason, like the height it like oh, yeah, inside yeah. my body it like i was crying uncontrollably and freaking out and then they put us in good seats <laughs> oh nice really they did that because you cried they pulled like folding chairs out cuz i like couldn't stay there i was like have you been, holding have you, out to the have wall. you been to cellular field no the cheap seat like cellular like Wrigley field stocks you can't get cheap seat but cellular field you can get like a 15 dollar seat oh i got a 15 dollar seat going to Wrigley you did see the mets yeah oh, okay but uh at cellular field they're cheap seats because it's a new stadium, is that. Like, I, I was oh at a God. game once, I saw a drunk guy, like, fall forward, and he fell, like, down, like, three steps. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he kept falling. It happened to my, my brother got into a fight at Yankee Stadium, and he, like, got knocked over, and he fell down a few. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, but fun is the best of the toys. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, the favorite of girls and boys. That's hey. why, that's why the Yankees Cheetah. suck. <laughs> yeah, he got in a fight with Derek Jeter from the stands. Hey, what are you gonna do? Throw a punch at me? <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Anyways, Yankees suck. Yeah. Are you a Yankees or Mets fan? Mets. Just because? No, my well, actually, my grandfather was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan, and then they moved, and all like the Dodgers fans became Met fans because the Yankees were already a team. Yeah. So they didn't want to just jump ship and root for the Yankees. Plus, Yankees suck. Yeah, so then my dad became a Met fan. I mean, if the, I if the Yankees did not exist, the most Yankee team in the world would be the Cubs, probably. I don't know. I think the Red Sox the have Red some Sox? pretty aggressive fans. I'm just saying, like, rich people who root for them, not e not caring what happens. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I think the like, – it seems to me like New England sports have a lot of just loyalty and pride. It sounds so obnoxious, but when I first moved here and saw the Cubs stuff, I was like – Oh, yeah, this is, like, not New York. There's not going to be Yankee and Mets stuff everywhere. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step so you're afraid of heights? I am afraid of heights. and You know, actually, what you're afraid of? What? Is deaths. Yeah, I can see that. You're not, cause you're, not, you're not afraid of, like, looking at, you, know, you don't look at, go walk in the city and look at the Sears Tower and go, ah! Yeah. You look, when you're on the top of the Sears Tower, you look. Yeah, yeah. And it's not all height. Like, I was kind of freaked out by, like, being on a ladder. But I've since kind of just forced myself to get over that a little bit. Um, but I'll have moments where I'm just on top of something. Like, I was in college, and my teacher made us climb a mountain. <laughs> in what college? Upstate New York. Uh, uh, fashion Institute. I was thinking, like, I could probably sue this woman, but I never would because I'm lazy. But... Um, she made us all climb this. It's called Breakneck Mountain. And uh, the moment I started climbing it, I just, like, freaked out. Like, I was not making myself do it. I just started crying and trembling and screaming, and I was, like, freaking out. And then the teacher comes over to me and goes, you need to calm down. You're scaring everybody. Nice. Like, damn. 
I'm not doing it on purpose. I didn't say it like that. I was like, ah. Once at my art school, this is this is art school doing physical activities. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after, uh, we finished a film early. So the teacher, it was a film studies class, brought everyone out. And there were boys and girls and big guys, guys who like Kevin Smith and <laughs> guys that like uh, Godard. So varying sizes of people. If you know Hitchcock. Hitchcock, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like girls and stuff. And we played football, uh-huh. and uh, a girl broke her arm oh playing tag football. Wow. <laughs> On this random thing that the teacher's like, let's go have fun outside. Some guy was super, some Kevin Smith fan. I th- <laughs> <laughs> Had to be. Yeah, he was like, Clerks is the best movie of all time. And then As he was tackling. All they're doing is cursing. It's not dialogue. There's a string of expletives. Looks like shit. Stop. And so everybody would fight with the teachers all the time? Like... Yeah. Why? I don't know. Everybody was just fighting the teachers. It was stupid. So the stress management teacher was like the most mellow dude you've ever seen, right? And he was just a very nice guy, very smart. And he was trying to teach us about like meditation and relaxing and having like a nice life. And then people would like get in there and get like real aggressive with him. And they'd be like, I don't want to do that. And like get real mad and angry. That sounds like me starting off doing improv like four years ago towards any teacher. I don't want to do a physical scene. Oh, man. I was so, when I started doing improv, like, so I wanted to act, like, my whole life. And when I was a little kid, my mom put me in, like, an acting class, and I freaked out. And I, I talked about. positive? No, I was like, ah. And I, like, ran out the room, <laughs> like, crying. And I was like, I have to leave. I can't ever go back and do that. I was, like, so nervous. And then I was, like, very shy. Uh, and so, like, when I started doing improv, I remember, yeah, like doing exercise, like the ones where you walk around and you, uh, like, yeah. and you talk. The ones where you walk around talking and everybody's in the room is doing it, having conversations with imaginary people. I like, I still struggle with that kind of stuff so much. Yeah, you have to climb on people and stuff. And try. Like I completely, now, now as a on mature adult, I'm willing to do and try anything, you know, <laughs> for the record. Um, but <laughs> like five years ago, I was just like, no, I'm funny. Let me do. Let me be funny right now. Now you take my wife, please. <laughs> yeah, Close like what's this got to do with? Comedy? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not doing the funny, like a lot of people start off going, "If you're not doing the funny, why can't I just do the funny?" You know. But then it's like, oh no, if you learn this, when you do the funny, this will help the funny. Yeah, well, I learned that like immediately. Um, in my like very first day, I took an improv intensive at UCB. And the very, like, first thing the teacher said was, like, don't worry about being funny. Just, like, here, play this situation. And so I remember I was supposed to be, like, uh, we were, like, give us a location, right? And then someone was, like, or no, no, I think it was, we didn't have a location, but we were bird watching. But we couldn't talk about the fact that we were bird watching. And I remember being in the scene and, like, people laughing and I wasn't like making jokes. I was just like doing the scene and being like, "Oh, I got it." <laughs> yeah, you gotta be straight, man. You gotta do the scene. I, I I'm trying to like I have this thing where like people be like, "Just be honest, don't be funny." But at the same time, like, oh no, if you're really if you're funny, your funny's gonna come from like your funny will be honest. Yeah. That's how, like, I, I feel like a lot of people stop forget to be funny. Well, I think, like, like for me, at least when I approach improv, like, or writing, like, point of views are funny to me. And I think if you have, like, an, if you treat it, like, people who, oh, yeah, yeah. like, we were just saying about people who are, like, sexist or, yeah, like, yeah. they believe that they're right. And so if you have a point of view that's, like, like, comedic, yeah. you can still you know like treat it as if like no i do believe that i'm right that's yeah. why like i get so annoyed and i'm i roll my eyes when i see people doing Winking improv that yeah they're like well this guy's stupid like that yeah they walk out being like well i'll go i'll give you a job even though i'm a sexist and you're yeah. a woman yeah, they sing it out loud. yeah like or i guess i'm doing this now and i or like when they yeah all that shit and and because it's not real that's not interesting. Yeah, yeah, me. like those, like you're actually not saying. Donald anything. Trump goes home and he poops. 
like I don't take wait for a second. This will just make sense. But like, oh, that person that we characterize and like the biggest cartoon character alive right now, yeah, is still like a human being. Yeah, and that's what's w- that's what's funny is that all these weirdos, that w- all these people that are different than us, mm-hmm. are still incredibly like us because they still have to play the game of life. You know. Yeah, I think that's why. Um, if you remember on SNL in the nineties, oh um, yeah. Uh, Will Farrell was playing Ted Kaczynski and he was like the Unabomber oh, and yeah, he yeah. would like go to his high school reunion and stuff and it's like yeah this is still a yeah, human still <laughs> he's still a person and but and obviously like there's a lot of other comedic things going on there but like yeah understanding that like the people you're like if you're gonna satirize something you should do it I think it's more interesting to do it from the perspective of the person you're trying to, or the thing you're trying to satirize. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. All right, one more question. Ready? I'm ready. A werewolf, vampire, or Frankenstein? Werewolf, vampire, or Frankenstein? The dangerous and terrifying Wolfman, that fiend out of a nightmare, the vampire Batman, Count Dracula, plus the most dreaded creature of them all, the Frankenstein monster, in the spookiest laugh fest on record. Like, for me to be? You can take that any way you want. Alright, I'm gonna take it as, I wanna be... Vampire, you said? Or Frankenstein? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, how would you pee as Frankenstein? How would you? Right? Okay. If you're put together. He probably just had like, you know people have colostomy bags? Yeah. Okay, imagine them without that bag. They're just not going to the bathroom. No, they still go, they still go somewhere. But <laughs> they need the bag. No, no, like it just comes out. <laughs> of what, your belly button? No, like somewhere in your intestinal organs, like wherever it's not sewn together right. I kind of like the thought of being a werewolf. Right, that's cool. That's cool. I think I would be more afraid of a vampire. Because they're like sexual predators. <laughs> they are lately. They right? always have been. They've always been weirdly creepy. But they've been, I think like there was something like arousing and exotic about them. And now they just come off as like creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird that you want to make out. Not, not like, not every vampire is a creep. But every vampire is probably an old dude. Yeah, and also you can't see the sun. That's true. And you don't die. Yeah. You just live forever. Immortality. Unless you go into the sun. I don't know if I would want to be immortal. Kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool, but I would rather be able to like time travel. I'm very kind of like. Well, where werewolves can time travel? I don't know that. Well, I didn't get the option of anybody time travel. Just a werewolf, vampire, Frankenstein, or Christopher Lloyd. Well, Frankensteins <laughs> might have old memories, so. They might. Imagine that. That would be awesome if you uh, were put together and someone put, like, different people's brains in you and you just had memories that you did not understand. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty rad. I was going to say it sounds like my wife, but that doesn't make any sense there. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her all these memories. <laughs> she all doesn't these, know. All these memories. <laughs> you have anything you want to say more? Uh, you, something you want to plug? Anything else? Something I want to plug? Uh, <laughs> now, granted, you. BFF crew. <laughs> yeah, BFF crew. Yeah, the, the greatest two person improv team ever. When, when we talk about it, come see this because. If you like people who are just struggling to get by, <laughs> <laughs> telling jokes. If you like people who bonded over the fact that they both have to shop at the thrift <laughs> store. They have to shop at the thrift store. <laughs> yeah, and have to ride bikes. Have everywhere. to ride bikes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got our life going on right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Partner. We both have uh, triple features. And oh, right. Opening October 11th. I have no idea what the date is. They open in October at the Annoyance Theater on Belmont and Clark. Yeah. 8.51 West Belmont. 8 o'clock Sundays. Three weeks. Yeah. Seven bucks. Different, Not in the same ones. Two different ones. 
competing against each other at the night and the night there's gonna be a vote and kevin rosario is the third person some guy i don't know i know him he's pretty cool yeah he's he's gonna be in the vote everyone votes and then there's one american idol and that's it and then at the very end one of us will have to kill ourselves. Yeah, we have to kill. Our <laughs> if you are the funniest, if you make the funniest thing, you have to murder yourself. Yeah, the the winner has to kill themselves because they can't do any better. You can't live anymore if you're yeah. too funny in Chicago. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's it. Halloween hangover. Thanks, guys. Hey, don't trust what you see tonight. <laughs> <laughs>